0: Right, go ahead and talk. Mm-hmm. Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. No. Do it. No. Do it. <laughs>
1: Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. The Word
2: Today, we're gonna to be talking to the amazing uh, author of Star Bastard from Scout Comics, Andrew Clemson. Andrew
0: Clemson, that's right. Uh, he lives in Dubai. He is an English fellow. He, he's got Star Bastards. He's working on another book called Damsel from Distress. He's got a Kickstarter coming out soon. He's got a lot of irons in the fire, man. It's good to talk to people that are working hard during this pandemic thing because it keeps me motivated. I don't know about you personally, Kevin. But it man, it manages to keep me going and moving.
2: It, it what it does for me is it, it shows me that everything has not stopped, even though the world has ended. Like there will be comics again, even though we might be all wearing road warrior armor made out of tires and shoelaces. It, it would be cool like would, would you shave your head like a like a road warrior wrestler would, is that what she would do
0: i'm thinking about going mohawk but that's a whole other conversation
2: because look at okay. this thing man like
0: it's, it's, great. it's I,
2: great i you and walter have like this great hair thing that goes on my hair is just like it's it's okay it's there your hair is i uh, just
0: wah, wah. i just i mean it doesn't do
2: anything it, it just like lays flat on my head now so like uh, like single dadding has forced me to always uh, use a cap because like i just don't have the time to sit there mess with
0: it i wish i had a product the hair it. that laid flat on my head look at that's uh, all it
2: does it doesn't look do at good. It. it looks great it's like you've got this elder you and walter both have this like thing going on with like this this like hair that looks like you just like woke up it's this a fabulous look it's like a it's a fabulous look for you guys. i look like a crazy person
0: but that's neither here nor there we're gonna talk to andrew clemson uh good dude good guy and here he is dubai yeah that's cool now what are you why are you living in dubai friend
1: um we i'm uh, we moved out here uh, years and years and years ago we th- my whole family is kind of like airport people okay so we like um i'm the only one who doesn't work for an airline so my dad sort of joined the the airline here emirates and moved oh, your dad works for, for Emirates? And...
0: Okay, all right. Well,
1: he's retired now, but um, yeah, we, we moved out when he uh, he was working for them in the UK, and then we got brought out here, um, and it's kind of like, um, it's a bit like the Mafia. Like, once you've lived here, you try and get out, they find a way of uh, bringing you back in. All right.
0: So what <laughs> like, is it's so... hard, to, hard
1: to live anywhere else.
0: So your dad worked for Emirates. I just finished watching the Emirates FA Cup, and that's all I have. That's all I have. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. I'm not, I think I'm the only English person that doesn't like football. You'd be the only English one. You're sorry. not the only I, one. You're it seems like one, yeah. every Englishman oh, really? we
0: have on this podcast doesn't watch football.
1: <laughs> Maybe it's like a comics football. Like there's a, a connection. You know, never yeah. the train shall meet. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> now you are the
0: uh, co-creator and writer of the Scout Comics title Star Bastards. Yes. Yep. That's awesome. That's right. Now, how did you how did
1: you hook up with uh, scout comics yeah that's a good question um i uh i weirdly enough i i, I did like everyone else does like i put i put the book out on kickstarter as a sort of you know just do an issue of a comic have it done that kind of thing and after we'd done one we went um what my wife and i went on holiday to the states and we you know went across a few places and um i managed to sneak in a comic-con in miami mm-hmm. and um when we were in uh, at the Comic-Con there, I bumped into James Hake. Oh, okay. Who is, this was uh, like 2016, I want to say, 2017. Okay. Um, uh, So before he joined Scout. So I I, I met um, him first. Um, But then, you know, as you do, you, you sort of shotgun the pitches out to everyone you can get to. <laughs> and... Um, you know scout was the one that it ended up uh, landing with and then a, a couple of months after that james had uh had, had you know he sort of announced that he would joined them but i i i they came to my attention because he posted stuff on facebook that's cool oh, nice.
0: um now when you came to the united states on holiday where did you go i would love to hear like where did the english go on american holidays where, where did you take take a bet you went to miami obviously
1: Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so generally, we all we all go to Florida, don't we? That's yeah, the... yeah, yeah. Which
0: is weird, right? Like Florida. We get
1: the package deals and go to Florida, but we, we've um again, like from when we were here, we we always used to go on holiday to Florida because my my dad, you know, he liked golf and his friends were in Florida and. My mum like shopping at all the sort of outlet malls and stuff. So we bought a house there. It's so weird to so, hear like English,
0: an Englishman say outlet malls. Like I never thought I. Would yeah. Have- yeah. <laughs> like,
1: okay. So so we ended up. With, my parents they spend six months in Florida and six months um, in the UK. Wow. Okay. Now uh-huh. that they're retired. Um, not not now. Like I, it was like a military operation getting them out before you know the pandemic because they're in Florida, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, we, it's kind of like a second home to us, Florida. So we, that Miami leg of the trip was kind of, you know, well, well, we can stay in the house for a bit, drive down a couple of hours, see a proper Comic-Con, which we don't get here. So it was like a nice little trip.
0: It's so weird to me because Americans view Florida as like this demonic hellhole cesspool.
1: But like Like the asshole of the world.
0: Yeah, Yeah. but you (laughs) come all the way over from... From England when you could go to Spain and and all these other beautiful places in in Europe but you choose to come to Florida?
2: Because they need to see the the, like the chaos of America on display like (laughs) full force
1: like Florida man. (laughs) Sort of undiluted America. Yeah. You can't (laughs) escape it.
0: It's like it's, it's everything that I mean Florida gave us George Bush and <laughs> uh, the giant coronavirus outbreak and,
2: and Florida cheap, man and, and uh, cheap and Mickey
0: Mouse shops like and, and Mickey Mouse yes
1: and Mickey you Mouse. put that in a blender you got America right yeah, it's so <laughs> pretty I, it's much. so odd to
0: me it's so odd. <laughs> all the
1: beautiful places you could go in in Europe and you it, it's a long flight from here like we from from here direct it's a it's like a sixteen hour flight D- oh, there's goodness. direct flights from Dubai to Florida yeah emirates.com <laughs> Emirates yeah, you can com. you can right. uh, you can fly there direct. That's Helps awesome. if you're going uh, uh, one of the nicer classes, but yeah, down the back end of the plane, it's a long flight. <laughs> look That's at look really at him plugging that
2: sponsorship already. Yeah.
1: Like he's, That's, I mean,
0: you, you got. I mean, Emirates. I respect like his hustle. Like, yeah, you know, I mean, they there. sponsor Arsenal and the FA Cup, and I think you know, is it Arsenal
1: now? After yeah, that, they, at least, yeah, yeah. It's
0: it's Arsenal. Can never who just won, yeah, who just won the FA Cup and AC Milan? Like, yeah, Emirates is a big deal over there.
2: Um, so what made you want to write, go ahead.
0: He said, it's just, if he's just talking football. It's fine.
2: Oh,
0: I'm just, <laughs> I'm just forcing him to talk about something he doesn't give a shit about.
2: <laughs> That's normal for you. Um, no, I'm kidding. True. Um, it is. Um, so what made you decide you wanted to write comics, Andrew? Like, cause, cause um, obviously you wanted to write them before you wrote star bastard and before you came to the U S so like, what were you influenced by in Dubai to, like to write comics or, was it pre-Dubai? Like, just what's what's your origin story, basically?
1: Um, we, you know, we, we got we got books here. Um, we didn't have any, you know, late eighties, early nineties. We didn't have any comic shops, anything like that. So it was kind of, we would get them in a in the supermarket, like like how you guys would get them in like a drugstore or right. you know spinner rack and stuff like that. We'd get them. So you know, I look back at my old childhood comics, and they've got a, a bloody great price tag like stuck on the front of the cover and so they're worth nothing
0: more. <laughs> well to be fair they're right probably left. not worth anything anyway like no. they, these
1: least, are they, these are like 90s x-men books yeah, so, at, <laughs> at least
0: at least the price tag on the front just takes the illusion out of it you know <laughs> yeah
1: oh I, can't, I don't have to put this in a bag I yeah, right exactly one. but um but no i used to i i got into it um just a, a friend of the family you know that we, we went to visit and his um my mum's uh friend his, her son had a stack of spider-man books and weirdly enough is like a i think i must have been sort of seven or eight years old it was craven's last hunt
0: oh, so that's i was, a, good, I was a weird Starry. kid <laughs> <laughs> yeah like,
1: <laughs> to go mm, this looks like the sort of thing i want to read um but yeah then i then i just got into collecting them you know going to like car boot sales you know like flea market style thing, mm-hmm. and just wrapped up a ridiculously big um collection as a kid um, and then carried on.
0: What an odd place to start as a kid reading Spider-Man because Spider-Man always has this kind of like light and kind of jovial kind of personality. And you start with probably the darkest, darkest storylines. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking the same Spider-Man's exact thing. History. Yeah, like, <laughs> like it's such like, an odd place. To, I don't him know coming I out of a grave gra- like Spider-Man, yeah. Like, yeah. zombie Spider-Man. Kraven like, kills himself at the end. Like, I don't even know it's if I would so have been dark. a Spider-Man fan if that would have been the first Spider-Man that I read. That's such a weird place to start.
1: I think. I mean, it's I, I met... Um, I think the last Comic Con I went to, we had ours here in uh, in March, but the last one I'd done before that was in London. I do that one every year, and we had Mike Zeck. So I I I met Mike Zeck, and you know as you do, you're like, hello, sir. This is, you, you know, you're the guy that got me into this, and here's my copy of this, and <laughs> you, you sort of pause and go, okay, so this is the book. Like, this content is what captured a child's mind. That's so odd. Like,
0: you must be so fucked up. Like, that's (laughs) crazy to me, man. Like, that's your Spider-Man. You
1: know? (laughs) Those ones, and there was the other ones. What was the storyline after that with the vermin? Do you remember that character? Yeah, I remember
0: Vermin, yep, yep. With the rats. Yeah,
1: rats. And he's like in a menstrual institute and stuff. And yeah. Like, it's those really crazy covers. But that was anyway, an odd I, time
0: I, for Spider-Man. It was very dark because you had Kraven's yeah. Last Hunt. You had the whole um um symbiote costume. Well yeah. that well, that, yeah. yes. But you also had the story arc of um the assassin. Remember it was um uh Frank, it was Kingpin's son. Who was killing people all over the city, and they had to figure out that mystery?
2: Do you remember that?
1: I can't remember that
2: one. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. It's called like the Rose or something. I don't really. Yeah, but and it's in that in that same part was like the Cobra and the Hyde storyline too. Like, yeah. remember Mr. Hyde? Yeah, because yeah. like Mr. Yeah. Hyde is trying to kill the Cobra, and like Spider Man like was keeping him from doing that.
1: There's that one whole cover, and it's sort of all like sort of crazy scrawlings on a wall, and it's yeah. like a a ghost and stuff. It's uh, I can't remember who did the artwork, but it looked like Bill Sinkovich, but it, it wasn't wasn't him. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. It's interesting.
0: it's weird because again, like you think of Spider-Man, it's like oh, he's swinging through the city, fighting friendly, the Rhino, friendly like, neighborhood yeah, guy. Yeah, 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 but it's it's that well, that's, was an him. Odd that's time. his
1: personality, right? He's yeah. supposed to not care. He's supposed to be the sort of jovial guy that sort of deals with it and carries on. And those were really, really different, weren't they?
0: Yeah. Now, do you have a Spider-Man pitch? Is he your, is he your favorite? Like if you got to pitch to Marvel and they said, all right, kid, what do you got? And I just picture, that's what they would say, even though you're clearly not a kid and no one calls anyone kid anymore, but I just picture <laughs> some person in an office chewing on a cigar going, all right, kid, tell me what you got.
2: Uh, you want J. Jonah Jameson so that's to what be accepted as Spider-Man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's what I, that's what it would be, right? Like
1: that's just, that's just how it has to be. I don't think I do, to be honest. Like, I think I I. I I don't know. Being uh, English and pessimistic, we sort of think like, "Oh, I'm never going to reach that point." So, <laughs> so all the all the stuff that I, you know, you, you ask like, "What do you want to do if you got the the call type thing?" They're all sort of minor characters. Um, a lot of the stuff like we had a we had a whole imprint in the UK called Marvel UK. Yeah, that, that had its own own continuity and you know its own characters and stuff. And those are the sort of characters I get into if I've got a chance, but then think it ever will.
0: Now, if uh, if you don't know Marvel UK, that would be um, like Death Clock. Wasn't, wasn't Death... Uh, Death's Head. Death's Head, not, I was thinking of Deathlock, the guy with the, yeah, Death's Head. Who else yeah. was in Marvel UK?
1: So there was, there's uh, Death's Head, yeah, Deathhead Head 1, which was the original one. Like he, he was like a, a character they brought out in Transformers comics. Oh, that's um, right,
0: that's right.
1: And then they had Death's Head 2, which was the sort of nineties, you know, covered in guns and dreadlocks and pouches and things like that um, <laughs> around that time they also had like uh kill power and Motormouth and knights of pendragon and you've got you know captain britain and all, all those kind of things so very sort of english english central yeah, yeah. characters
0: well captain britain's great i was he's Excalibur yeah. caliber fan like i Me love too. excalibur yeah. it's that's one of my favorite, that's actually my favorite X book of all the X books that came out when I was a kid. Excalibur was my favorite one because it was kind of odd and silly, like, because like yeah, the, yeah. the cross time caper and all that stuff. And I love Kitty Pride. and I thought, um, Nightcrawler, Nightcrawler was great.
1: Yeah. Like it was just a really fun book. And it had, uh, like Rachel Gray Phoenix and yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, Shadowcat yeah. Mm-hmm. and yep. Lockheed I I loved Excalibur as a kid. I think, again, just because you're like, oh, this is like our one. You know, we get to, we, everyone, the Americans get Spider-Man and all that kind of stuff, but we get this one little book that we can <laughs> I thought Excalibur was amazing. Yeah, I, I, Excalibur. In fact, those are the
2: only trades that I own from, like, X-Men stuff, is, is the Excalibur stuff.
1: Yeah. Me yeah, too. yeah. They they had some great stuff back there, and, and Alan Davis on our, you know, he's still- one of my top artists he i think it's be. peter
2: david who i have for didn't he write the ex
1: kind book um chris claremont uh, to started it, it. Chris yeah. Claremont. yeah but then who's, it was who's kind of got that england america you know mishmash because oh, okay. i got
0: i got this right here um yeah I don't, did peter david write
2: any of
1: this i think <laughs> he did so he might have I done did. the later
2: ones i think he did the later ones it's like he's this
0: saying. is written by alan davis and scott lobel pencils by alan davis so yeah uh, i i went he was alan davis was actually at a comic con in akron ohio oh, and, I, really? and i was like dude i'm gonna meet alan davis it's gonna be awesome he had a fucking line all weekend yeah. like, i couldn't get anywhere near him i was like i can't leave my table yeah. for an hour to just tell but, alan davis but you know he doesn't charge a
1: fortune yeah if you, if you get a sketch from him he's he doesn't charge, you know, some people, you know, obviously going rates and stuff. He's, he's really reasonable for what he charges. Well, he I managed be. to sort of bribe someone to stand in line for me because con- <laughs> um, of COVID. And he, he stood in line for like three hours wow. and got me the, you know, the Captain Britain Alan Davis sketch with Mark Farmer doing the inks and everything. That's so awesome. that's, that's awesome. you know, pride of place now.
0: Uh, that's, yeah. you I haven't seen pray. it yet
1: because of COVID, but one day. <laughs> But when you do, though...
0: When all this comes back around, it'll be great. Now, so if I want to pick up all the Star Bastard stuff, it's out there. I can get volumes. What? It's one, you did one through six, right? It's a six-issue arc for Star Bastards?
1: We just did, yeah. Arc is a very generous term for it. But <laughs> it's, it's, is there six, there's six issues of okay. comic book. And it's uh, collected, and it was supposed to come out in, in March as like a trade, but ah, end of the world. Yes. So... As, as far as I know, it's, it's, it exists, but it's just, you know, everything's got to get looped back into the Diamond uh, schedule. So It's right.
0: very hard, man, yeah. because we had a book getting ready to come out around the same time, and it's just coming out now. Who knows when any of this stuff is going to be back to normal? You're just kind of, like, people have asked, when is Metal Shark Bro 2 coming out? I was like, dude, I don't like it'll be out when it gets out like when the world yeah. stops ending it'll be out you know when the apocalypse
1: is over you exactly. can get your metal shark exactly. again but you yeah. you had you did that on kickstarter right so people did. Have, yes yeah people have it so there are physical
0: copies of it in the world but there's not the official scout comics well, version, it's
2: like diamond version of, yeah. Yeah. of said thing yeah so right. it's
0: been it, tough man like how have you dealt with all that like have you been productive and working during the the pandemic or you no, just got like- at home crying <laughs> <laughs>
1: pretty much option two is where i've been pretty much um we we we've been very different to like you guys and and a lot of places like we they were quite proactive here so we got locked down in march uh-huh. and it was like full scale you know no one goes outside if you go outside you have to have a government permit all that kind of stuff um and they got on top of it so it's good in a way but it, it, what it's meant is as a freelancer i didn't get I haven't had much work since March. Okay. So hopefully, you know, we're on the up now.
2: Well, that's good. That's good because we're not. But in the meantime, <laughs> yeah, it's just staying
1: in and.
0: <laughs> so you guys were on but, lockdown, um, like yeah, you it's couldn't... just staying in, working on stuff. So when you were on lockdown, you couldn't leave your house. Like you were stuck in your 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 house. I imagine you live in an apartment. I can't imagine there's like suburbs of Dubai, but I have no fucking idea. Yeah, yeah, I'm in the suburbs. Really? Oh. You have like a you have a yard and stuff with like a fence, like American yeah. style suburbs.
1: Yeah, I mean it's um, yeah, it's it's you know you've got all the stuff you know the giant towers and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, every year I sort of as as most places like the rents there go up and up and up, uh-huh. so you sort of move further and further out. That's interesting. And uh, so we're now you know we live in a house. You know, just probably about twenty minutes out of town. Get
0: out of oh. town! Uh, see, because the d- idea of Dubai is so foreign to me because I just picture like man-made islands and giant buildings. Like, because that's all <laughs> Americans know of it. If, if yeah, that makes sense. Like, our you're ignorance. very Americanized? Yeah, I don't yeah. understand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like the so there are like sprawling suburbs in Dubai. Why wouldn't there? It's, be? Not, it's kind of like um, it just seems
1: it, odd to me. But, <laughs> yeah, it's 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 very. um it, it's a bit like las vegas without the gambling okay um it's kind of like this you you get this long strip of road where all this sort of crazy stuff is going on then as you go out you've got the suburbs and all that kind of stuff it's it's just it's basically it's it's little pockets of stuff separated by a drive like you can't walk anywhere here okay so you have to you have to drive or You know, if you're along that main drag of road, you can get the metro, like the 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 monorail train system. But generally, it's you know, it's a it's a 10-minute drive anywhere. That's the that's the general rule of thumb.
2: All right, that's good. I appreciate. Uh I appreciate this hustle. He's also like getting Dubai, like travel like statements going on. Like <laughs> what happens in Dubai stays in Dubai. I mean, it's, it's, the hustle is there, man. So how, how did star bastard come about? Like what, what's the, what's the story behind that? What's the story behind your story? Like um, um, what's it about? So people that, that want to pick it up, will get an idea.
1: It's kind of, um, I mean, it, it's hard to sort of misinterpret what that book is like if you look at the cover you get a good good idea of what it is and the title sort of sells it it's kind of like just like a cursed um uh, m- mix-up of, of captain kirk and lobo and peter quill all those sort of uh, stereotypes of space bastards um <laughs> thrown into this this sort of blender and you get this horrible horrible uh, human being flying around space and Messing up everyone's day.
0: Okay, you're okay. really selling it. You're really making me laugh. <laughs> it's about this guy who's just terrible. All right, cause I read the first issue that you sent over and it looks great, man. Like you're, I definitely get what you're going for. Like you're, you're trying to portray our hero as a total jerk and you did that yeah. instantly. But there's yeah, a cool, there's a cool kind of story running underneath it with the whole bounty and all this other stuff. So there's layers there, man. Give yourself some credit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Very, very thin layers. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's, it's a fun book, you know, it's, it's, um, it sort of came about, we were trying to, well, I was, I was sat down, you know, when you, when you try and write your first book, I was trying to write, you know, this big magnum opus Dark Knight Returns type thing. as everyone And I, and I just got a bit bored of it. And, um, just to sort of blow off some steam, I wrote this stupid little, uh, synopsis pitch type document. And then that got, that got, the artists excited and there you and, go you know, it sort of spun off so it, it it went from there and then scout picked it up so you know we had to carry on doing it so it was kind of um it's kind of written on the fly and you know getting it, getting it to a certain point now hey, there's, so there's nothing wrong
0: with that man that's sometimes the best things you know happen kind of spontaneously like that that's really awesome by
2: accident yeah, yeah. so like i, well, I was yeah, gonna exactly. say that um when i look at it I see Danny McBride in space. That's what I see him as like Danny McBride. Yeah, that's
1: that was the pitch document I sent uh, to Scout. It said this is eastbound and down in Spain. <laughs> so, I totally so believe it. I've it's got, awesome. Got, I'm trying to like, guys, you should get this in front of Danny McBride, you know, get it get him there and Get him, get him doing it as an animated series or something. If,
2: if he ever does a con and, and he's there, I'll pass him, I'll pass him on, I promise you. Well, I don't see, know if he'll
1: it's... take it as a compliment or not. Hey, you and should do like, this. I book.
2: look fucking beautiful right now. That's what he'll say, something <laughs> like that.
1: <laughs> well, it seems
0: like your book and Metal Shark Bro are like the only two real comedies that scout really are, are, are kind of putting out at the moment like that's kind I of
1: i think there's a isn't there a new one as well they're doing uh like murder uh, hobo murder hobo yeah. yeah that's that's the three so maybe there's this this little universe of sort of uh adult swim comedies they're putting out.
0: <laughs> now i want to hear tell me your pitch for your giant magnum opus that you were writing that you just got bored with i would love to hear that
1: <laughs> well weirdly enough so I, I i uh i was writing that one it was a superhero book um, and I put that one to to one side, and then after Starbusted, I was chatting to some uh, some people I knew, and a friend of mine called Matt, um, who's an editor and a, a writer in the UK, puts that comic. And um, he looked at that one and sort of said, "This works. This doesn't. You know, this is terrible. You should you should focus on this." And we we reworked it, and then we put it out as as another comic on Kickstarter that we called Bet Noir. Um, and that one, uh, we're putting out another couple onto Kickstarter next month. Nice. Um, and that one's been signed to Scout, which we haven't oh, announced yet. There so you that, go. W- okay. that should be coming out when it's done.
0: That's awesome. But, so, um,
1: <clears throat> so you're so
0: good, even the things you toss aside, that you're like, I'm bored with this. They even get picked up. So that's awesome. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, what, I've, what I've learned is if you get smarter people involved, they can then... <laughs> Mold, you know, they can polish that turd into a uh, into a device that can be sold.
0: You're you're right. You're so. the kind of guy, Andrew.
2: We polish <laughs> a lot of turds over here. I mean, <laughs> no, yeah. well, we or well, we hire people to polish we are, turds for we us. Are so out we of that. turd. oh, that's the and best polish. thing
1: I ever did was hire an editor. Uh, I would and totally
2: editors. agree. I would totally agree.
0: See, it's weird to me too because people who are just getting into comics, like that's the last thing they think of. They think of artists. They think of colorist editors should letters your your first person like that should be the first person you hire as an editor because again they can take your crappy idea and kind of mold it into something less crappy
1: well yeah because the odds are you don't know what you're doing right when you start so (laughs) you you might have a a good idea or you might have a skill at one thing but you need to take someone who knows how to create that product Mm. and they need to you know how to put it out into the world and God, the of the the three people I've worked with on books so uh, since starbucks that like have just been wet, worth their weight in gold, just making making something a million times better than what it is at the conceptual stage.
0: And right. so you you also have this damsel in distress book, yes? Damsel from distress, yeah. Yeah, damsel from distress. Okay, now what, tell me what this is about because this thing looks beautiful.
1: So that's kind of um, weirdly enough that kind of came about because of Starbusters, because that book has a very certain vibe and there's a, there's a specific, um, you know, it's, it's people who like Lobo, and, you know, ultra violence, 90s books, it's very throwback that book. So there was a certain level of like machismo and you know, toxic masculinity that goes into that character mm-hmm. for the comedy aspects of it. Um, and I just thought I needed to balance that out with like a strong female character, you know, something that could uh, be a bit more all ages. So I've um th- this new book is a is a kind of um it's a cross between Dungeons and Dragons, Zelda with uh Man from Uncle and James oh, that's Bond. Cool. Oh, that's cool. It's that's awesome. like a fantasy espionage. Elves and espionage. That's I awesome.
0: I love, that's I love Man, man. Yeah. I love Man from Uncle. That's one of my favorite T V shows.
1: And that movie yeah, and was not movie so bad was good either. As
0: well.
2: I, I, yeah. Agree. Yeah. I agree. I yeah. agree. I love that movie.
1: The movie was great. I've watched that a couple of times. It's good. Yeah. I mean it's got Henry Cavill, who's one of the least charismatic actors, I think um, in the world. See, but um, that's odd though, but, because
0: when I watched Man from Uncle, I thought he was quite charismatic, and I thought to myself, like, why don't they do this with Superman?
2: Yeah, because Army Hammer was kind of the street man for Cap. Yeah,
1: but I don't know. Maybe it's a thing. Like, I'm sure you, you guys get it as well. When when you've got a, an English guy being, playing an American, I don't know. We it's like you can always see through it, and it just seems it just seems forced. Uh, I, I, just, sp- I didn't enjoy. It.
0: There are so many English guys who play Americans like I don't even know anymore like yeah. for the longest time I thought Idris Ilba was American because I knew him from huh. I knew him from the office and uh the wire the wire yeah the like, wire made you, me think you, he was just
2: a dude like, yeah, yeah I didn't know you he knew was him the English from the guy. office
0: yeah, he was in the
1: office you didn't know that yeah, yeah. we we, we re that because obviously you know we had to get over the fact oh this is the American one it's terrible, so you have to <laughs> leave that at a certain level <laughs> And then after a few years you can recommit to it and go well we'll give him a chance. And then yeah. I watched it all on Netflix and it and I I prefer it to the English one now but Idris Elba was like is that Idris Elba? Yes, he was yeah. Charles Blair. <laughs> yeah. Like
0: that's I had no idea. I was like wow this guy's great and then I saw Luther and I was like this guy's yeah. British what's he's going awesome. on here? Yeah.
1: So he's he's like he was my pick for like the to replace James Bond. Oh yeah, us too. That was what we thought too. We actually we were actually
2: both really disappointed. We, we actually had a real conversation about it like off off of the podcast where we were like, man, I'm really bummed they didn't pick Andrew Selber to be Bond. Like both of us
1: were really bummed. Yeah, I just, I'm just not, I, I was never a fan of the Daniel Craig ones, um, but I, I just think Andrew Selber would be an interesting direction to go. Like I always felt Daniel Craig was, it was like a sort of imitation of Jason Bourne, which was a weird way for Bond Born is like an American Bond, but then they've gone back and done like an English interpretation of Bourne. I'm gonna. Here's you know, a hot take. Just like t- it to just go to someone suave, you
0: know? Here's a hot take for you. I find um, Daniel Craig kind of dull. I'm not. Mm-hmm. I don't find yeah. him. In, I don't find him interesting at all.
2: As Bond, you're saying, or just in I, I general? Just in just in general. Like, I really liked him in the Golden Compass movie and I liked him in uh whatever the, there was another movie he just did I liked him. That, in. I heard that Knives Out movie was great. Yes, he was great. That's the movie. Yeah, was he was by. good in that. And he was good I've, in
1: um
0: everything I've seen him in, I was like pfft, Knives balls, Out is great doll. Yeah. <laughs> you know.
1: There was a there was a film where he played like um it was like a World War Two movie. Um and I don't know if they were Polish or Romanian, like resistance.
0: That's right. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Do, yeah uh,
1: is it yeah, yeah. Deliverance or no um, Deliverance?
0: Is that's a movie with Burt Reynolds in Georgia with the banjo? That's
1: the banjo movie. Yeah, yeah. 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 Those, those, those are squeal squeal like really different. Those no, are really yeah. different yeah. movies.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah. It's called it,
1: something like that. Yeah. I
2: know what you're I, talking about. It's like it's like a four issue, a four uh, episode, like series on one of the streaming services, right? No, is no, it, it was a movie. No? Movie. Yeah. I'm gonna look mean, it up. It's, it's so called insane. I
0: think it is called like the resistance or something like that. I know exactly because I can see the poster. He's like dirty looking in it and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Daniel, it's I just, just find Daniel Craig yeah.
1: yeah.
0: I just find Daniel Craig boring. I think he's boring.
1: Oh yeah. And I was I was not, not bonded really. That's yeah, the, not that's bond at all. Take away
0: from yeah. yeah, yeah, no. not I didn't mind his
1: bond movies. Bond. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the I'm gonna
2: give you the hot take on Daniel Craig. I don't mind his Bond movies, I don't think they're bad at all um that first one was just because poker was cool like that poker was hot so like let's do a poker move they so, like, attached yeah, get... a battery cables to his balls i, I mean know. come on man you don't get much <laughs> more like like brutal than that like and, and he like still was like didn't like give in to the torture if you attached just like like a, a nine volt battery to my balls i'll tell you whatever you want to know
1: like uh,
0: he,
2: i'm talking about a
1: I car don't... battery i haven't got any with batteries well. yeah me neither so I can't, um, can't i'm just saying come that.
0: that's casino royale and, and, like I'm not, that's I'm, the... and i'm you know what i'm not gonna Spoilers. Kink, <laughs> i'm not gonna kink shame <laughs> either the movie is called defiance defiance that's it
1: okay ah there you go yeah. you got there before me yeah defiance well that
0: was good all
2: right i, I, I haven't see- seen that so like i'm saying see, see
0: knives out though bob i think yeah you- no i've heard good things about knives out i just don't yeah ju- I just it was don't. actually
2: excellent i really liked the entire movie though it was very charming um like and you know weirdly enough it's it's got like a whole bunch of really great actors in it beside you know beside him yeah um so it's like um chris evans and oh you mean despite him that was the words. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, don johnson's in i love it when yeah. don johnson just yeah, yeah. shows up in things and and he's married to jamie lee curtis in the movie like okay. so that's a, yeah so it's like it's like a definitely it's a very strange movie but like casting and wise chris evans it's...
1: just lives in like the biggest woolen jumper you've ever seen yes. cool. correctly. i, I mean yes. that.
2: and he's very he actually is very funny it's very uh like opposite his what you like because i was like man i can't i still think of him as captain america i see him and i'm like oh it's captain america and then it's it's not captain
0: america, i don't think so, he's like, ever gonna shake yeah. that at this point like he's just captain america like he's just gonna walk around on the streets and people will be like what's up cap and he's just gonna have to live with that for the rest of his life which, i really, love him as captain america. really cool thing to live with yeah but yeah so if i want to get star bastards i can go to ScoutComics.com and pick up all that stuff right like it's all there yes yes
1: the trade too yeah the, the uh, trade—I don't know about the trade. Here, I still look. don't know where the trade I'm stands, the but right, you I'm will on, be able to get it.
0: I'm on the website it, right now. Let me let me check.
1: The the problem was you basically we did the solicits and you did all the orders for the trade through Diamond and then, you know, ended. And then the apocalypse so people, happened.
0: Yeah. It looks so, like you can get the singles on um the singles are here and as are the digital i don't see anything about the trade yet on the okay. website
1: no. well the trade will have a nice new cover and uh it'll be all sparkly and spangly and new. so when it when it does arrive it'll you be a great great christmas present
0: you gotta love sparkly and and yeah. spangly that's wonderful yeah dude i mean it look it's a great book it's, it looks you know, awesome it's really yeah. fun. It's, I, I get what you're, like when I read it, I was like, I get what you're going for here. And congratulations, yeah. you achieved your mission. I was thoroughly entertained while <laughs> reading it. So well done, sir. Uh, and then- yeah, you... I hope,
1: Hopefully we'll do some more. I mean, people have asked, asked for some more. So we've written a bunch and we're ready to go on it, but it's just one of those things where other things are sort of taking priority at the minute. So we'll, we'll do those things first and then uh, leapfrog back to it after you... we've uh, done the other trades.
2: You could do Road Warrior, Bastard, you know, like, so like it's for the apocalypse, you know?
1: It sort of ends, it, 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 it sort of ends in a sort of uh, corporate scenario. So it'll be oh. sort of Bastard Corp at the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> like it'd be a, a ridiculous sort of business comic.
0: I mean, nice. why not, though? I can't think of anything more fitting for the year 2020 than a ridiculous business comic, you know? Yeah. That sounds yeah. wonderful. The Office, It'll but it's
2: Amazon
1: like, on in space.
0: Yeah, it Amazon like, in space sounds wonderful.
2: <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> the Office, we should do The Office, but it's like characters <laughs> like Lobo and like <laughs> um, and like, you know, like... I'm trying to think of other ultra-violent Deadpool like characters that, that are in the office, but they're just all like ultraviolent, like super killers, but they work in an office now. That, yeah,
1: yeah. just a mockumentary. Yes. Yeah. So yeah got, about you, these people. Yeah.
0: You gotta work somewhere, you know. All right. Well, uh Andrew, thank you so much for coming on, man. We really appreciate it. Where can we follow you on the social medias and stuff? Yeah.
2: Yes.
1: Um, so I I've got a, a website which is just Clemsoncomics.com. There you go. That's very my smart name, you. com. And then, uh, which I left, still very late, but now it now it exists. So that's there. <laughs> uh, and on there, there's some links for Twitter. I'm just Andrew Clemson on Twitter, um, which most of the time is comics. The rest of the time is complaining about politics.
0: I mean, you know, the, Those are things. isn't that what Twitter is at this point? Like you're just, it's just comics and, yeah. and politics. That's all. It's
1: just a disgusting cesspool of uh, the, the worst of humanity.
0: I don't even so. know why I go on Twitter. It just makes me sad when I go there. Like It just <laughs> it riles me up and I get depressed that this is our, li- this is our life.
1: You go on there to tweet about the Mets.
0: And the Mets because I love baseball, but yeah, that also makes me very sad. Yes. So, I think you
1: have to be on Twitter if you're if you're doing comics though. That, that's unfortunately it's like a double-edged sword. It is. You've got to go it's on there a, to push your stuff, but
2: yeah, but it, it it can be a hot dumpster fire. But I try to be positive on my Twitter feed. So like you know,
1: I've I, just discovered the block function, Ooh. and and it's changed my life. <laughs> and no, I no longer have to get involved with all the you know the horrible stuff that happens. It's like a one strike. Oh, you're blocked. Oh, there you go. You're blocked as well. <laughs> it's just been zero to 60. That's fun. So eventually it'll just be me and about two other people on Twitter. There you that go. View. That's from, awesome. From my experience.
0: Yeah, that sounds really neat. You and two others. That sounds like a dinner party. That's well, hopefully awesome. it
2: will be us that you keep on. No, no, no.
0: Yes. No, we'll get blocked. We'll, we'll okay. be on the block list too. Whatever. Probably. I'll say something well, I, about.
1: I tell you what though. I, I looked, um, I, I did a quick search, you know, my research before I came on. And I looked you up, Kevin. And if you put the um, the the second result on Google Image is for a public masturbator on on the subway in New York. I, mean, I, I know this.
2: Yes, it is. Yep.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. You need to get some more images up there so that you can push that result it, down a few
2: times. It, it's it's a it's it's a it's a a. Black gentleman who was masturbating on the subway. Wow! I would yeah. change
0: your name. That's wow! That's really bad. Yeah. But
2: it's not. It's, it's obviously not me when you look up the picture of the dude. It's like it's I mean, not it me. could so be. i going to
1: block you, but uh, you know, I realized it was the wrong guy, and I didn't. You, you. guys both. <laughs> have this, But the funny part is, you both
0: have the same taste in hats. <laughs> like,
2: I mean, it's it's possible <laughs> that he that he stole my hat, my hat gimmick. That's, really uh, that's weird. possible. Yeah,
1: maybe. If you oh, do, it's pure coincidence.
0: That's all. Uh, there is a Bob France out there who is also a um, a conservative radio host in Cleveland. I don't know if you're aware yep. of that. And sometimes <laughs> I just get random text. Ma- I just get random tweets at B France 19 going, man, I wish Obama would blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and <laughs> and you're like, what's going on? It's like wrong. It. No, it's been happening <laughs> for so long that oh, okay. just, I'm used to it at this point. I'm like, wrong guy. You know, like you got the you wrong You don't guy. just engage with them at all? No, but if you just look like, at my yeah, Twitter, you could, it's <laughs> obvious that I don't subscribe to your theories here, but <laughs> just the fact that they'll just bl- blindly tweet Bob France. It's like, yeah, man, man, I tell you what, man, Donald Trump's the best president ever. I'm like, dude, you got the
1: wrong guy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I totally disagree with that. The men in the white coats are coming. Just be nice to them. They'll take you somewhere <laughs> safe. Exactly. It's,
2: it's funny that he mentioned the subway masturbator guy, though, because that's the first <laughs> thing the Valkyrie said, and they're British as well. And so Heather was like, oh, when I, when I went to look up your name, um, I was just checking, just double checking to make sure I wasn't talking to somebody from, you know, the gate that should not be named, blah, blah, blah. And I, I found <laughs> that there's a public masturbator, that, and I was like, yeah, that's not me. I don't live in new york anymore i am from new york so it's like it's very confusing that is definitely not me yeah
0: isn't it so (laughs) odd at this point that you have to vet everyone and everything that you encounter on social media like you've run several kickstarters i'm sure you have to do that as well like before someone before you retweet someone that says oh this kickstarter looks awesome you have to check all their stuff to make sure they're not lunatics it takes a really big chunk out of your day like
1: its, really, yeah. it's there's, there's obviously a certain level of people who like they don't know what's going on and they'll just retweet stuff and you retweet it and all that kind of stuff but after a certain point that you can't you can't blame ignorance like there's just some horrendous stuff yeah. going on yes um, and there's you've just you like you say it's sad but you've just got to check into everyone but It's amazing how often you go, well, I'm just going to click on that guy's profile. And then in the bio, it says like, you know, Jesus is the best, Trump 2020. (laughs) uh, And, you know, like you say, the gate that shall not be named.
0: It's really, it sucks though, man. Because when you're at a comic con, you don't have that level of... Of vetting, someone will just come to your table. They'll buy your book, and that's the end of the transaction. But I mean, yeah. have you had any of these instances where you got kind of lumped into a group because you accidentally retweeted somebody that you shouldn't have, or anything like that? No,
1: I mean, I I know I've I've um, the the weirdest stuff is like where you've backed Kickstarters, you know, a few years back or something like that, and then you know now that that creator happens to be on Indiegogo for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of, you know, that's the worst thing I've got is like a, a Kickstarter history that looks like you support people that you don't, but, um, it's, I don't know. I, I, I my, my Twitter invariably is just sharing stuff I like. That's cool. Um, Same. and then I've just, I've, I've gone past the point of getting angry with people and, and doing, cause there's a lot of people that just do that on Twitter. They just, the whole, whole thing is just Twitter engaging rants. with people. Yeah. And I just, I haven't got the energy for it. I've got kids, like they're tiring enough. Like, I've got a tiny little bit of energy to, to get, to get uh, comics made at the end of the day. So I have to reserve that energy.
0: I am looking at your Twitter right now. I see Soda and Knackers and yeah so your twitter's pretty safe man that's at andrew clemson you can check him out um all the way in dubai it's so odd i could just talk to you for an hour about dubai because it just seems like a the land of make-believe but it's a real place it's i don't know it's like a, it's when you yeah, said no, hey. it's, it's, a,
1: it's, a, it's a it's a it's a great place like it's it's one of those places where you can you can do anything you know anything you want to do there's the sales pitch again yeah but um but, uh, you know, it's my hometown. So That's I, awesome. I think it's great.
0: That's really neat. No, it's. Definitely. I'm not disparaging it at all. It's just it, the idea of it fascinates <laughs> me. Like, there's this giant city in the desert. You no, know, he like,
2: he thinks it's great. I can tell by his face. Bobby's face thinks it's awesome, but he's just curious because yeah, he's I, so Americanized that he thinks it's, it's like this faraway land. Like, he's imagining... It's, like, it's a,
1: like it the, is a fascinating place. I mean, I, I work... My, my day job is I'm a, I'm a cameraman, like a DP. A, a so I... I'm shooting content for all these these crazy projects they've got all over the place, and they, you know they want to build the the like hyperloop train, and it's it's you get some super futuristic stuff out here. Um, it's just you know it is odd because you're sort of in the middle of everywhere else where you don't get all this futuristic stuff. It's
0: really interesting. It's just it's just an interesting place because yeah, I don't know, man. It just seems like they did just kind of build this city in the middle of like this gigantic, massive, futuristic city. In like the middle of the desert, basically, yes. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's. I don't it's see how that's not like, fascinating. Uh,
0: like that, I don't understand how that. It's like it's like living sci-fi. Almost, it sounds like
2: right? a D and D, like yeah. a D yeah. land, like that. You like somebody was like, "Oh, I'm going to make this like cool, like futuristic, Arabian city in the middle of this D and D type of land." Yeah, I mean,
1: if I look out my window now, like it's pitch black, but if you know during the day you look out of it, I can just see desert for miles and miles and miles. It yeah. goes on forever, but if you look in the other direction, you see the world's tallest building. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's a, like
0: it's, it's a, a crazy position.
1: juxtaposition. Yeah, it's, of fast, all this yeah,
0: it's fascinating to me. Like I don't understand how it's not fascinating to you, Kevin. I'm actually insulted that you're not like the your, your weird creative brain is not, like this is the craziest place in the whole wide world. Mm-hmm. Like the the example you gave of Las Vegas to me makes a lot of sense because when you're driving through the desert from California into Las Vegas, you just see this like this pillar of light in the middle of like this gigantic yeah. like area of blackness. And you're just like, what is that? And it's, it is, it's kind like of like when, I,
1: when I've flown into Las Vegas, like you look out the window and it does, it looks like the main, like motorway here. Cause we just have one long, basically there's one long sort of six lane motorway that connects the whole country. And, um, either side of it, you have all of the, you know, stuff springs out from that, like an arterial uh, yeah. highway basically. And that's kind of what Las Vegas looked like to me, you know, coming in uh, on the connecting flight. Yeah,
2: it's, it's, but obviously we don't have
1: the gambling yet.
0: Well, you'll get there one day, hopefully, if you're lucky. I don't
2: know. We just think it's an oasis. That's the reason why my creative brain is not, yeah, is not, is not doing that. My creative brain is going, this is an oasis. It's bullshit. Like, like, uh, in like, like Warren Beatty and Ishtar. (laughs) Like, I've been wandering through the desert with Dustin Hoffman for eight days. This is, this is an oasis
1: it's not even well, if you if you watch that mission impossible i think it's mission impossible 4 you watch that and tom cruise basically manages to run across the entire country in about 20 seconds during the sandstorm <laughs> uh, he just teleports well i'm sure you, I'm sure you tom guys cruise. would see it in, in the state
2: scientologists yeah. can do that i don't know if you knew that or not that's part of the whole it's thing
1: the he's totally that, clear yes
2: He's, he's totally clear he no, can Ron. teleport anywhere in the world yeah. tom cruise can be on your couch flip doing flips in like 10,
1: 10 seconds flat no, if you heard he, no Ron, him Ron, the he like is that. oh my gosh <laughs> hello tom he's very small though so he doesn't cause much damage he's just, he's just doing his own thing it's like Stuart little all right well Andrew, <laughs> yeah.
0: thank you so much for coming on we really appreciate it um go hey, to hey. clemsoncomics.com yes that's your website
1: that's right yeah
0: at Andrew Clemson on Twitter. Got a lot of irons in the fire, man. Keep keep working and we'll talk to you soon, buddy. Doing great,
1: Kyle. Yeah, man, thanks for having me on. Of
0: course. Anytime. It's just a ladder my wife is painting or. Because when you have a uh, bi-level house, you walk in and you have to make a decision right off the bat, you go up or down. I don't know what that area is called.
2: Okay, like the foyer?
0: I guess, I don't know, a foyer is a- Is Is a more
2: more exclusive? That's a
0: fancier word for that space. Uh, Stephanie, what is that space called? the The entryway
2: ah uh-huh. oh,
0: she's painting the entryway that's just the sound of a ladder while my wife is painting i'm recording podcasts and we got to talk to a very charming andrew clemson who was a very nice fella
2: he was he was great and he lives in a mystical city in the desert
0: yeah so- i don't understand how you aren't more fascinated with the idea of dubai like it's literally the one of the biggest most futuristic cities in the world in the middle of a desert like they built islands and stuff like they just built all this stuff it's really interesting
2: no, well, maybe we should set a comic there, and maybe I'll do more research and be yeah, more yeah, fascinated. Do, do, some, do
0: some research on your own, man. Like, yeah, like, if you look at like pictures of Dubai in the 1960s, it's just like little shacks and weird buildings and stuff.
2: And now it's the most futuristic city in the world. It's like he lives in he lives in like a Blade Runner city, like there's floating cars. And it's stuff much in your mind. hotter though, I imagine, and not as dark.
0: The Blade Runner city. I don't think there was a sun in Blade Runner. Like it's just dark and, all the time. And, and they all eat noodles. Like perpetual so, like, darkness. And noodles. Yeah, but We're, that noodle stand in Blade Runner did look pretty sweet, though.
2: <laughs> Perpetual darkness and noodles. Yeah. I mean, that 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 that's a that's like a parallel for comics. Totally. Perpetual darkness and noodles. Totally.
0: So yeah. So that was Andrew Clemson. Check <clears throat> him out at Andrew Clemson on Twitter. And you can go to ClemsonComics.com for all the information. And Scout has all the books if you're interested in picking them up. They're fun, man. We, I got to read a couple of them. They were really cool. So check that out. Star Bastards on Scout Comics. Andrew, thank you for coming on. Kevin, it's a pleasure, buddy. Always. We'll talk to you guys next week. You're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. The Word